Um, we're moving into a lot of air and fire signs. So like 2023 would have felt like, you know, when you're planting new seeds, new crops, you've actually got to turn up the soil and make some changes in the soil and get it ready for then when the for for them planting those seeds and for everything to grow. So that's kind of what 2023 was with all of those earth signs. We're getting the ground ready for the momentum and the movement to come in with air and fire. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by the lightpathcollective.com and the ritualemporium.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On this episode of the podcast, I am joined by our very own Claire McGrowdy, our astrologer at the Light Path Collective, who is going to walk us through the astrology of 2024 to let us know what the skies have in store for us. Below are very detailed notes in the show notes of all the important dates to know coming into 2024, but I think you're going to be very pleased with what you have to hear in this episode. Welcome to 2024. Happy New Year. Um, and as always, welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this is the episode most people want to listen to. We want to know what's in store for us cosmically, universally, astrologically, because 2023 was a little bit of a year for most people. Um, if it wasn't for you and you're listening, amazing, good for you, but for most people, it was a year. Um, so maybe we can kick it off actually. In hindsight, can you shed a little bit of light on why last year felt so sludgy? Sludgy is my new word for it. It felt sludgy. I think sludgy is a fantastic word because we had so many planets in Earth-based signs last year that when we're moving into next year, we're moving into a lot of air and fire signs. Like 2023 would have felt like, you know, when you're planting new seeds, new crops, you've actually got to turn up the soil and make some changes in the soil and get it ready for then when the, for, for them planting those seeds and for everything to grow. So that's kind of what 2023 was with all of those earth signs. We're getting the ground ready for the momentum and the movement to come in with air and fire. Um, so we're also moving from a seven numerological year into an eight year. So we're moving more from like dreaming things up into bringing them down into reality. Okay, so if, so if last year was laying the foundations, having the ideas, maybe the visions, the aspirations, the hopes, Hit us. What are the main astrological themes, features, and moments of 2024? So 2024, we start off with um, basically at the beginning of the year, by the end of January, we have no retrogrades. So this is huge. We have between um, February and March will be free and clear. So everything that you do in these months will will basically be forward momentum. 
you'll have clarity. There won't be any sort of stop start energies, anything like that. In April, we'll start to sort of see some of these retrogrades creep back in. We always have retrogrades every year, but in 2023, we actually had seven planets at the same time retrograde, which is really rare. This year, we won't have that. So we'll have a bit more momentum this year. Um, So in April, we have one of our first really big events, which is the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, which is basically Jupiter and Uranus are cuddled up together in Taurus. And so Taurus is a sign of um, stability, security, love, finance. It doesn't like change. It can be that little bit bullheaded in a way. It's very hard to get Taurus to change its ways um, because that's its sort of state, it's its feeling of security. Um, when Uranus goes in there, the planet of change and shaking things up, it's there to actually move things around to make it for the better. Um, and with Jupiter in there, it's making it even more expansive and big. So we're going to see some really big changes in um, in our security, in our safety, in our financial sector, um, potentially in your love lives as well, because Taurus is ruled by Venus. Um, but this this transit is um, it will basically show up like for the collective as opposed to the individual. It can show up with changes in the financial sector. Um, it can show up in changes for. Um, maybe how we use our money. Are we going to see maybe more cryptocurrency? Are we going to change the way that we do superannuation or, um, or even how you earn your money as well or how you spend your money can come up um, for you around this time? Um, so, so, for those who, so as you're listening, just beware, um, go down to the show notes as we're talking or take notes in terms of the dates so as I'm like looking at the show notes, it's like, okay, first three months of the year, not so much the first, it's just it's just Mercury in retrograde, but it's just that, okay, let's go, forward moving momentum. We can make stuff happen. And then come April, that's when things will shift and change, perhaps out of our control, perhaps in our control, but it will have those variable factors upon us. That's it. So this this particular conjunction will happen on the 20th, 21st of April, depending on where you are in the world. Um, The thing that you can control is very Taurian, working out what exactly is your value. What are your values? What are your truths? Um, And then from that point, once you're really clear on that, you then get to work out when these changes come in you've got a little bit more grounded um, stability in your world because you know exactly where you stand based on the changes coming in. So maybe that February, March time is a really good time to do the values pathway. If you're someone who's not jumped onto that, to be guided through Mm -hmm. those values so when you hit April, you will feel more stable even though there might be changes swelling. Yeah, yeah. And just know as well, any changes that do happen, are always for your greatest good and for the greatest good of all. So as well, if you can dream with Jupiter in there, if you can dream it, dream big. Go big. Yes, go big. We've had such a sludgy year. Like now this time is go big. Why why be holding back? I love that. That's it, yeah. Um, So then the next transit that we've got is um, 
Jupiter will move into Gemini this year. And this is in the middle of the year, around the 25th of May. Jupiter moves um, zodiac signs every year. Once a year, it moves in. So it's kind of like a little gift every time it moves into a new sign. It's what 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 is the gift that it's bringing in this year for everyone. And as it moves into Gemini, Gemini is very fast moving. Um, it's dynamic. It's changing. It's momentum. It loves to talk. It loves community. And so we're really looking at local community with Gemini. Um, but with Jupiter, it's ruled by its opposite sign, Sagittarius. So we're also looking at going big at the same time. So potentially, if you know, looking at your world, it might be your community with the Light Path Collective. You've got your local community, but you could be on a global scale. And it's the our, same our thing with social media. <laughs> Our it's everyone's. Our community. It's everyone's. Our community. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, and talk about laying foundations for that in 2023 for sure. And we have so many listeners all around the world. It always blows my mind to to look at the map of where you guys are all listening from. So, you know, maybe there's more opportunity to connect around the world or, or spreading that in our community. It is not localized at all. It's it's everywhere. You know what's playing in my head? It's a small world after all. That kind yeah. of like vibe. It is it is like that actually. So, but it's very much about um, maybe we'll be finding more of our micro groups, micro influencers, mm -hmm. rather than the influencers with five million followers. Um, it's also Gemini's also spreader of news in a way it's you know it's some um, Hermes or um you know the winged messenger and so we will be looking at again having these um these values and what is true to us is really important this year because um gossip and uh false information and all of those things can really spring up during this time of Jupiter and Gemini and it can spread like wildfire um, so basically, when you hear information, does it actually resonate with you personally? So is it actually relevant to you? And also, does it feel true to you as well? Because we will see a lot of, especially with the introduction of AI into the world and mm -hmm. everyone has an opinion and there's a lot of noise out there, including ours. Um, so what yeah. is actually true to you? And that is the most important thing with Jupiter in Gemini. Um, it, it's also a little bit of like looking at your side of the street rather than looking at everyone else's. So it's almost like don't stick your nose in other people's business if it doesn't really concern you. I also love like um, I don't love gossip, but I love the you know social media and stuff like that because you can really sh like get such immediate feedback to the un unhealed parts of you because whatever triggers you, whatever repulses you, whatever you're quick to reject or judge gives you that very insightful intel on where you're at. Yes. And also it's, so this is the thing, when something comes up on social media that triggers you, rather than immediately jumping on and, sh you know, not to say that you shouldn't share your opinion, but it's more like look to your side of the street. Why did that trigger me? Mm. Why am I triggered by that? 
why is that coming up for me? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be someone else's fault this year. We're actually really looking at our own sovereignty and why it's a reflection of our own being. Yeah, so interesting. Really sovereignty is a huge theme in the last six months of 2023 that we worked on in the Moon membership, like dominated everything that we dove into and the themes and the journaling. Um, so really well set up for that. And I think sovereignty sounds well and good, but it is a huge responsibility to have for yourself because you have to keep yourself accountable to it because no one else can. And so to mm -hmm. take self-responsibility, I'm like, br yes, bring that on. That's what we need more of. Yeah, absolutely. And with the North Node still this year, so we'll have one final year of the North Node in Aries and the South Node in Libra. And Aries is the I am of the chart and Libra is the we. So it's very much asking us with the North Node, it's where we're heading to in life. Okay. So it's very much asking us to stand in our sovereignty this year and what is true to ourselves as opposed to making sure that everyone else is okay and blending in with the masses in a way. Um, it is really asking what do you want, what is true to you, who am I? And then the South Node is represent, sorry. Oh, the South Node is the we, so the partnership axis. So it's okay. very much, so the Libra can ask us if it's, it's the people-pleasing sort of aspect of ourselves when it's in the South Node. The South Node is like where we're moving away from. So we're moving away from people-pleasing and we're moving into more what do I need? Who am I? Is this, so is this directly correlated to the whole gender identification or not having a gender discussion that's going on? Like I am, you know, I may be non-binary and then everyone's like, okay, we respect that and now it's kind of swinging the other way is in like, you know, is, is this needed or desired? Potentially. I mean, it's very much about you standing in your own values. So if that's a value to you, then yeah, absolutely stand in that. What's true to you? It doesn't, it doesn't matter now what society thinks as such mm. as what you think. So if, if that is your value, that is your value and that's what you stand in. Um, it's no longer people pleasing. So we're no longer hiding away because society may not accept us. So that's certainly playing into that as well. And especially, and we'll move into this too, but especially as we go into the age of Aquarius, we're doing things differently than how things have been done as well. So that also plays into that part. But we we'll are, get into that. Yeah, I know the age of Aquarius is a big topic and one that's actually been requested that we really dive deep into. So whilst I'm sure you're going to touch on it here, listeners just know we are actually going to record a whole episode just on the age of Aquarius and, and what that means. So if, if you're left with questions, fear not, they shall be answered very soon in that episode. Okay, so what are we Absolutely. moving on to post-May? We're at May. We move on to the third sort of one of the main energies happening next year, which we kind of got a little glimpse of it this year too, but we've got Saturn and Neptune in Pisces. And this is a really exciting one for me because Neptune and Pisces are the spiritual dreamers of the chart. 
And Saturn is somebody who really likes to bring things down to earth and make things happen. Um, they like structure. They like stability. So with Saturn and Neptune in Pisces, one of the ways that I love to look at this is, first of all, if you can dream it, this year we're actually bringing it down to earth to actually manifest it and create it in reality. The other thing that this can also bring in is actually really standing in your spirituality and what that means to you. And it's more so as well, the spirituality won't be something that is outside of yourself. This is one of the biggest things with Saturn because Saturn is the harbinger of karmic lessons. So it's very much about if we're going to be connecting in with spirituality, it 100% has to resonate with you. Again, we're coming back into that values and our truths um, because it won't be, if, if you're, say, if you're working in a spiritual business and it's a little bit of a facade, say, say you're somebody who's working in the spiritual realm because you think it's going to make you a lot of money, but you're not actually really connected with it. Saturn in there will completely wipe that out for you um, because it will be shown that it is not true to you and that the, the resonance between it, the energetics between it aren't, aren't right. So it's really connecting in with being open to spiritual beliefs, to spiritual values, but then making sure that it does 100% recognize for you. So it's almost like as well, it won't be somewhere where you have to go to. So no longer are we going to have to go to, say, India or an ashram or um, going to Bali or doing something like that to connect with spirituality and then we come back to our real life. Saturn and Neptune and Pisces actually make it our real life every single day. We will be living it, breathing it, all of it. You're about to love, say something. I mean, love that. I mean, that's exactly what it should be and I think there's two aspects to that that we need to maybe remember like we are not wooden planks we're rubber bands so that spiritual truth or pull or understanding will constantly be evolving and what was true for you in 2020 or in 2022 may not be true for you in 2024 and um what is really interesting is at the end of 2023 i saw some content predictions around social media in terms of what the tr predicted trends would be. Now, I've seen fashion trends and stuff on that kind of thing before, but never have I seen um, trends in terms of what we're going to be consuming or creating or wanting to consume and create. And one of the big ones was self-development. And to me, I could mm -hmm. swap out spirituality and self-development because if you're developing yourself internally, then that's your spiritual side. We don't just have to be talking about third eyes and ascension and, and all these woo-woo terms like that that we use all the time because it's just so much that, like that's our daily life. But it's just self-inquiry. It's curiosity. It's understanding your values. It's questioning. It's all those big things. So it, I, I love, I'm, I'm with you. This is really, really exciting. And I, I especially really love what you said um, about when, you know, if you're working in, in some type of spiritual field and it, it doesn't resonate, well, how beautiful because our field is not regulated. And so we know as intuitives who is aligned and perhaps who isn't and, the, and more so their intentions behind what they're doing. And it can be really frustrating when you see, um, 
people may be subscribing to that or listening to that or whatever and you're like oh it's like it's like literally nails down a chalkboard I don't know how you feel about it but for me I'm just like there's a point too where it's like certain people will resonate with certain people and this is the other thing about Saturn and Neptune in Pisces a lot of this is all about frequency and um and vibrations as well so First of all, it's do you resonate with that person's frequency and vibration and or do you not? The thing is, not one is right over the other. It's just, is it right for you and where you're at, at your frequency? So Good. So discernment can come in. That's it. And this is where your sovereignty and your values and your knowings for who you are and what you want out of life is true and it's like it's one of those things you said something about you know all the woo-woo terms of connecting you with your third eye and all of those sort of things and and it's kind of true though because if that resonates with you if all of those terms are coming up amazing and if they don't don't worry they don't need to you'll find what resonates with you so we're moving away from pop culture maybe bulk billing spirituality in terms of we're all on our yoga mats now or now we're all manifesting or now we're all lucky girls into where am I at? What do I need? And being able to discern that for yourself. That's it. Because like you said, there is no, in our field, there is no, um, uh, what what did you say about the field? Regulating. Regulating. So, but the thing is that maybe regulations, that's Saturn, Mm. maybe regulations in a way, need to be thrown out the window, kind of. Now, I'm saying this loosely with a grain of salt. Yeah. In the fact that it's more so have your own discernment. Yes. Is it right for you? Why do you need a regulatory board to tell you what is right or wrong for you? Are we children? No. So get really clear on what your values are so that you can make your own discerning choices. And if something doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It's just not for you. Yeah, love that. Um, the other thing with Saturn and Neptune in Pisces can also bring about, and, and with actually even Jupiter and Uranus and Taurus, and also the Jupiter moving into Gemini, it kind of links these three in together. We can see some big changes with um, uh, medicine and communication and the financial structure and all of that around, first of all, AI being Neptune, Pisces, more of the spiritual, moving into that more of the galactic sort of energies. Um, It can also bring in more vibrational and frequency um, medicines as well or even Mm, forms of communication. Um, and so we might see some changes in those sectors. We might even see changes in the beauty industry using more AI. Um, I think we've had a conversation before about seeing um, have a psychic reading with an, with an AI. Like, it's like, you know, there'll be so many changes and advancements mm. with technology, but potentially using technology that we would consider galactic so maybe we haven't tapped into frequency or vibrational um uh sort of medicines or technologies and those sort of things before and these transits can really help it um saturn and neptune in pisces will run the entire year by the way so there's no sort of set 
date for these. The other thing that will happen is that Neptune will square the galactic centre of 26, 27 degrees of Sagittarius pretty much most of the year as well. So we are really tapping into maybe even having, I think we've sort of started to see it a little bit this year of the US maybe um, admitting to alien life. And yes, they've been in contact with alien life. And so potentially we might actually see a little bit more communication with other planets or other forms. Maybe that's just frequency and vibrational energy and communication. Who knows? But potentially we might see that play out over 2024. Watch this space. Watch this space. Um, Literally. literally. We did tap on this a little bit earlier. Sorry. Literally watch this space. Sorry, Kiko. Um, so we tapped really briefly on Pluto and Aquarius. I won't go too far into it because, like we said, mm. we will do a full podcast on the age of Aquarian. Yeah. Um, but Pluto will most of the year be in Aquarius from the end of January. Um, we'll have it up to um, there'll be a little blip of it uh, between September and mid-November of it going back into Capricorn. And then after mid-November, it will be free and clear in Aquarius for the next 20 years. So this is a generational move. Um, and for some people as well, this will be this will be their lifetime as well. Yeah. So it's a really big uh, movement having Pluto move into a new sign. It is a generational movement always when this happens. Um, the difference between, I'll just explain the difference between Capricorn and Aquarius is the energy, and then we'll move on from it before the podcast. Um, but Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is rules and regulations, the establishment, the patriarchy, the way things have been done. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is shaking things up, using technology and science, and wanting to make things better for everyone. So Pluto in Capricorn can be a little bit of looking after the self, maybe looking after um, the specific establishment, whereas Pluto in Aquarius wants to make sure that the entire population is looked after rather than just one establishment. So there's some really good points of Pluto moving into Aquarius where it becomes everyone actually wanting the greater good of all as opposed to the greater good of just one. And I think that's going to be a really beautiful aspect of Pluto and Aquarius. So mm, we'll start to see wait. maybe some glimpses of what's going to play out over the next 20 years with that movement this year. Um, I also say as well, we've had it this year and we'll see it a little bit next um, in 2024. Sorry, we've, we've seen it a little bit in 2023. But I say with Pluto in Capricorn, moving into Aquarius and back into Capricorn. It's a little bit like the wrecking ball. Mm. So it's a bit like a pendulum where at the moment we're seeing these really big swings back and forth. And then as it starts to settle into Aquarius, it'll start to slow down and settle and the movement will sort of, it'll have a 20-year reign then. So maybe what we're seeing and the, the discomfort of maybe what some people have been through in 2023 um, will start to slow in 2024 before we settle in 2025. 
can't wait. It's so what is needed. So it'll be really um, interesting to hear like your real thorough breakdown of that um, in very near future podcast episode. Um, are they the major, are they the four major thing? I mean, they're pretty four major things. It just like, we were talking about this the other day and I said to Claire, it just feels so romantic. Like that's all I'm getting. I'm just getting the feels for next year. It just feels really lush and beautiful and lovey. It feels like next year we're going to be loved up with ourselves, with our, maybe our purpose, maybe each other. Like it just feels really loving. We're going to start getting really clear on what things mean for us as an individual. And then that way, when you show up 100% as yourself, you then allow for people to show up 100% for you in your authenticity. So when you're wearing a mask, people can only show up to that masked person. So you're not actually getting what you need. And I think that's the amazing thing of when you actually start showing up 100% as yourself, people can actually show up for you in exactly what you need. Mm. Resonance and alignment, we love that. I think you were going to treat us to a little insight for each sign for the year, and I know people will I, be hanging out for I am. This I thought maybe we'll touch on a little bit of the eclipses that are going to happen next year. Oh, yes, Just Sorry. because they work on the, on the North Node um, and South Node axis. Um, so, again, we've got the North Node in Aries and then the South Node in um, Libra. And so the four eclipses that we'll have next year, the first one will be on March 25th and it will be a lunar eclipse in Libra. Um, and um, this will sort of be releasing, like we said, the South Node in Libra, the people-pleasing, releasing the old outdated patterns that we might keep repeating in relationships and in the way that we communicate as well. So that's going to be a really good um, eclipse for everyone. Um, we move into some really big energy with the total solar eclipse on April 8th or 9th, depending on where you are in the world. Um, this is the, the Aries, which is the ambition, the I am, the self-focus, going after what it is that you want kind of energy. And yes. with this, it will be conjunct Chiron. Mm -hmm. which is the wounded healer. So this will be collective healing on showing up 100% in your authenticity into the world. So how many years, decades, generations have we gone through the world worrying about what other people might think so we don't mm. show up as that person? And so this will be a really beautiful healing solar eclipse. It's been incredible. Um, the next one we go into is a partial lunar eclipse in um, so this will be the first one in Pisces and the only one in Pisces um, for this year. And it's on the 18th of September. And with it being a lunar eclipse, we might be looking at things like anywhere that we dive into escapism, um, imagination, expressionism, um, spirituality, and, of course, bypassing spirituality mm -hmm. can come up there, um, idealism. Um, basically during this eclipse, I always say avoid substances, especially with Pisces in a lunar eclipse. Um, but so anything that's escapism, we want to avoid that. Um, but it can also help to like take us 
through quantum leaps into new dimensions. So whether that's quantum leaps into new ideas, new dreams, new things that we want to create in our world, this is a really amazing eclipse to bring those things in as in to dream them up. This is going to be really great to connect. Um, And then at the end of the year, we have the annual solar eclipse, which will be in Libra again on October 2nd or 3rd, depending on where you are in the world. And this, this can be sort of releasing outdated beauty norms, relationship patterns, um, and also outdated structures. So we'll be bringing in new alliances, partnerships, new partnerships, new people, the people who are more aligned with our authentic selves. So there's some really big eclipses coming up this year, but really exciting ones as well. My prediction is like around that time, there will probably be questioning um, laws around relationships and how we define mm-hmm. relationships and all of that kind of stuff to make it more yeah. fair for people. So it could be like family court laws or stuff like that. I bet we see that somewhere in the world, whether it be here or elsewhere. Yeah, I bet that, if it's that an gets outdated pattern. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, but it can, it can also be... Um, why would why do people limit themselves to relationship norms as well? Um, mm-hmm. And are we willing as a collective to look at different ways of doing relationships as well? Um, and what makes a relationship normal and is it normal to you? Um, yeah, making so that again, fair and just for problem. everyone and protected for everyone like involved. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, really exciting times. Um, and it then, is. of course, we do right. have our regular retrograde. Sorry. Yeah. Um, we have it. our regular re- retrograde, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the regular retrogrades this year, but we have no retrograde in Venus, which is fabulous. Um, so he told you it was going to be loving. Told you. No, yeah. It's all steam ahead for relationships um, as long as the values are right to you. Um, At the very end of the year in December, the beginning of December, we'll have a Mars retrograde in Leo. But I think that's okay. That time of year where we're sort of wrapping things up for the year, sometimes it's nice to pull back from momentum a little bit and just Mm. see how the year panned out. And then once we go into the new year, we can then move forward with that momentum. Um, For sure. Yeah. I think the, the normal sort of retrogrades that we always have, the big outer planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Chiron, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, um, and then, of course, our Mercuries. Now, the thing I want to say about the Mercury retrogrades was that in 2023, we mostly had them in Earth signs. Remember, I was talking mm. about everything sort of being grounded. This year, the Mercury retrogrades are mostly in fire signs. So, first of all, with anything with fire and mercury, watch your words, especially during mercury retrograde. Um, but it also just helps to put a little hold. If we're in a lot of air and fire, we're in a huge amount of momentum this year. And so we're really pushing forward and moving forward this year. And the mercury retrogrades this year will just give us a little bit of a slowdown to make sure that we're heading on the right path so that when it goes direct again, we can hit the ground running again. So it just gives us a little recalibration moment. Perfect. 
Thanks. All right, let's round this insight out with what very briefly each sign can expect. Just remember, this is super general. This is not for you specifically, but just to give you a little taster um, of the year ahead, go hit us. Rapid fire so, signs, go. <laughs> rapid fire. I thought we'd do it based on Jupiter, which is the one-year cycle, which is a gift to each sign when it moves into a new sign. So it's moved into Gemini this year. So with Aries, your gift this year is going to be all based on communication and your local communities. So how are you communicating with the people around you, your nearest, your dearest? Maybe it's if you're working on a specific project, those specific to your audience as well. Um, so really finding your voice this year and how you want to communicate and what is the message that you want to share with people. Beautiful. With Taurus, you're, um, you're going to be really focused on your um, earned income this year, um, your finance, security, stability, and also beauty with Venus being in there too. So it's what are the beauty norms? What are the beauty standards? What is true to you? Um, how do you earn your money? Is it right for you? Is it giving you security and stability? Um, is there maybe a better way for you to do that? Or are you really happy with how you're doing that? So these will be the questions coming up for you. But with Jupiter in there, you're going to have a really good financial year, I'd say. Um, with Gemini, you're really focused on who you are, um, who you show up in the world as, who you are rising to be. Um, so really stepping into that self-sovereignty. With Cancer, we're looking at the emotional and the spiritual realm and the inner realms as well. So what is true to you, um, but keep connecting in with your spirituality, whether that's meditation, whether that's just finding out what's true to you, whatever it might mean. It's the emotional realm. And you're in good hands because... You're in good hands with that because both Claire and I are Cancer Suns. So we're going to be shoving our spirituality down your throat. Okay, sorry, keep going. Leo, what's up, Leo? Leo, okay. Leo, we've got um, community, friendship groups, social networks, support from others, friendships, hopes and wishes and dreams. So mm. basically you guys are really going to be focused on, on beautiful friendship groups and communities and um, your social networks. So, you know, that might be as well, whether that's work, whether that's your friendship group, whether that's your family and friends, um, you know, the world's the limit with that basically. But it's going to bring mm. a lot of good luck and fun into your world. How nice. You might actually even expand your friendship groups or your social groups as well with Jupiter in there. Um, Virgo, you're going to be focused on your career, your public image, your achievement, and your aspirations. So you're really going ahead with your big life goals this year and getting ready to take center stage. Um, Go Virgo. Libra, you'll be focused on your thoughts, higher learning, philosophy, travel, belief systems, ethics, and this is actually even ruled by Jupiter, those things. So basically, if you if you want to deep dive into a specific subject, deep dive into it. If you want to travel the world and global travel, do it. Jump on that plane. Um, if you want to look at anything that is thought-provoking, go for it. That's going to be your luck. Um, Scorpio, 
You guys are going to be focused on money and possessions, potentially mortgages, stocks, bonds. Mm -hmm. um, it's the intimacy with others, power, permanent relationships as well. So you guys have like some, you pro, of course, this is Scorpio. We're getting very Scorpionic with your energy this year. Mm. Um, but basically you're really looking at, um, it's really interesting. You're looking at long-term goals this year, especially with things like when you're looking at the financial structures of mortgages and stocks and bonds, it's not the fleeting finances of the day-to-day. -day, it's long-term. But you're also looking that as in your permanent relationships too and your connections with others. So are they going to be long-term, not short-term and fleeting? So you're really focusing on long-term goals. Um, Sagittarius, you guys are going to be um, focused on relationships, partnerships, marriages, all that good stuff um, in all those areas of life. So this can be, first of all, the romantic relationship sector, but then you're, you can also be the relationship in terms of workplace, um, in terms of like a one-to-one -one relationship with another person. Um, so place that where that is in your life. Capricorn, you're focused on health, wellness, and routines this year, which Capricorns would love getting a deep dive into routines. Um, there's the choices that you make for your day-to-day -day will have lasting results for your lifetime. So when you're thinking about how you treat your health, don't think of it as a short-term thing as well. You're looking at it as whatever you're doing this year will have a long-term effect on your health for your future. Um, Aquarius, you're looking at creativity, passion, pleasures, joys, love, romance, dating, children, inner child. So anything that brings you joy and lights you up and, and creates fun, that's where you're going to focus this year. I really want to be an Aquarius this year. <laughs> they sound like they're going to have to go fun. In um, Pisces, you guys are going to be focused on home and foundation and family. So whether that's setting up a home and a beautiful foundation with your family or whether you're focused on finding that for yourself or making adjustments in that realm for you. So this is going to be your focus. So it sounds like everyone has a really beautiful year coming ahead for them and a lot of expansive joy, especially oh. with Jupiter. Love that. And Jupiter, oh, is she our favorite? She may as like she is because she just allows us to become and evolve and expand. Um, as always, mm -hmm. obviously, if you're wanting to do a deep dive, yeah. <laughs> if you want to do a deep dive for yourself, you can always reach out to Claire to get your own chart read, understood, so you know exactly where you're going and, and how you got here and perhaps the best way to approach life right now. You can also combine that with beautiful tarot. I know many of you follow us on Instagram where Claire shows up every week for a tarot pull of the week plus the astrology of the week so you can keep up to it 52 times this year in terms of specifically what transits or shifts or changes or really just what the scent is in the air. But as always, Claire, thank you for your very grounded, very nurturing way in which you talk us through these energies and allow us to 
use them rather than being used by them. So check out the show notes for all of Claire's links, but also for that timeline. So you have that there. You might want to screenshot it and save it or even jot down in your diary. That's what I do, obviously, especially with the moons. So jot it down in your diary just to make you aware of it. So you're just zoned in on it. And like I said, we're using the energy as opposed to being used by it. As always, thank you, Claire. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And it's just such a joy to be able to share this information with people. Um, and hopefully they can um, have a beautiful year ahead. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.